0: All right, welcome, welcome. What's going on, man? We're, this is our second shot at it. Let's see if we can figure this out. Let's do it. How's life?
1: Can't complain.
0: So you are still in the hobby?
1: Oh, we are, yeah. Because I have
0: usually I see you every week, and then now I haven't seen you in. Uh, it's been a while. I haven't seen you for a minute.
1: Well, we can't. Uh, we can't focus on cards a hundred percent of the time. You know, we we got a. Sure got a you life, can. What
0: you mean? We sure got a life you can. As well. <laughs> So how did you get into, I never asked you this, how did you get into the hobby? Because you weren't around for like the 90s, the 90s boom. What got you in?
1: So I had an uncle that I used to live with, shit, years ago. Mm -hmm. Probably I was maybe six, seven years old. And he was a set builder. And uh, we would sit at my grandma's house. What do you mean set builder? Like he would take like, um, like he would look for like, I mean, it was like 1980s.
0: Oh, like, bro, I'm, I'm thinking, like, he, like, movie set builder. Like, this guy's, no, like, <laughs> I'm, like, oh, man. All right, no, go ahead, set no. builder. Got it.
1: Like, he like he would take, like, 1990 hoops, for example, right? Yeah. And, like, he'd have a checklist of 1 through 400. And he would just literally go through card number 91, markov 91, 92, you know, until he got the whole entire set. And I'd help him put them, put them all in order in a binder. And uh, that's what got me into it. Like, for me, it was, like, that's exactly what it was, you know, it was him building sets. I wanted to start opening packs and building my own sets. I think I started with, like, it was, like, 2000, 2006 Tops. It was, like, this, like, I think my first card I got was the Aaron Rodgers Rookie out of 2005 Tops. And then I think the first set that I ever built was 2006 Tops football. I think that's what it was.
0: And then off to the races after that, you just kept... Yeah. Just what kept what year did you What year did you officially take it seriously
1: um so i was selling on ebay in 2019 is when i like really started like buying cards to flip them and like you know and like make profit on them um and then i think it was like late 2020 a little bit after the boom um in in my garage actually it was funny I, i have a picture of it still i took a little four like four foot space put a table there put a backdrop i think i got like Shout out to Ant and Garrett, by the way. My very very first purchase was from them. I think I bought, like, Contenders Basketball and, like, Team All Mosaic. And I just jumped on there and just started ripping on Instagram. And then from, you know, from retail and Contenders, we moved into, like, Panini 1-1 and and the National Treasures Football. We even got into some Flawless. It was, like, it was crazy. It just, we would take that money we made and then double it back into more product, you know, and just kept... Kept building and building and building until yeah we got into some higher end products and then that's when we started getting into more singles and stuff. But now we own a shop, you know.
0: Could you could you bring shop. your laptop? Is your, are you on a laptop right now? Yeah. Could you bring it like bring you up higher on the frame if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So we're like, there you go. Is okay, that that's better? Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Um, do you think that that's still doable now? which you did in 2019? Do you think like to to scale uh-huh. from that? Do you think it's still still doable now? The way that you think, did it
1: I think it is, and I think yeah i mean it, it definitely is possible it's just you you have to you're gonna have to give it your all and you know like go hundred percent, but I think it's definitely doable um you just gotta you gotta be smart and just be honest with people be humble and just you know take it take it on and give it hundred percent i think I think you could definitely do it
0: if you had to start over if you were at zero you would you you think you could do that right now. Like hop on Instagram, yeah.
1: I could, yeah. So I, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I've been uh, like making notes on what I want to do for like YouTube. I want to do something different, you know. Okay. And uh, you ever seen those videos where people start with like a rock and trade up, mm. barter up? Yep. So I I thought about starting like a series, right? And like starting with like one dollar, mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing like, hey, can I buy a ten dollar card with a dollar? Then can I take ten dollars and buy a fifty dollar card? And I want to, I want to. Start something like that and see what would I end up with, you know? Is it ten grand? Is it fifty thousand? Is it a hundred thousand dollar card? Like, what can like, what can this one dollar bill get me to just by knowing people? And you know, what I'm saying like, I think that would be interesting, but who knows?
0: That sounds like every other kid that comes to a car show and to, to the table. If you yeah. hey trade hey challenge. hey, <laughs> Tommy, can you help me with my trade <laughs> up challenge? <laughs> and sure sometimes can. grown men too.
1: Yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the times, it's grown,
0: man. It does, yeah. That, that is a, a super interesting thing, though, because it is, like, the. I think the whole, I don't know if it's an urban legend or if it's a real thing, but it's a whole, like, paperclip into a house. Yeah. I've, I've thought about it, too. There's somebody on, uh, I think we follow the same people, but Moses the Jeweler on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got a uh, series like that. Um, Yeah, The Watch Guy. He, he's got a series like that where he's, you know, scaling it up. But, I mean, I'd be interested to see how I do it because I just don't think that the it's hard for me to see the liquidity there. It's easy, I think it's easy to buy like a $5 card for a dollar, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's going to be hard yeah. to find somebody that's going to give you you know that $5. You know, it, $5 is fine, but once you scale up to like 500, 5,000, then you get start getting into probably like weird things like half trade, half this cash, so you got yeah, all yeah. of it sitting in that, you know what I mean? But that's been super interesting though. You know, you know it's 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 crazy. You've uh you've probably done that. You just haven't tracked it. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I, I think we definitely have done that. Oh, yeah, yeah you definitely have. To. Just tra- all, just, from a,
0: just from a straight numbers and like a counting perspective, you definitely have done that. Just going from like yeah. one garage. What what'd you say? A four foot space to a, a
1: four foot space corner in a garage. But that's kind of like what I'm at nothing. right now. This,
0: you're inspiring me right now because I think I'm in a four foot space right now. So, hey,
1: uh, what do they say? Amazon started out of uh, his garage. Yeah, Someone Amazon, Apple. neighbors or something. Yeah. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> so shit, maybe, bro. I like that.
1: You, you uh, just need a little space. A little space and...
0: Chip in a chair. That's all you need. That's it, yeah. Um, let me let me ask you this question I've been thinking about lately. If you walk into a card show room and you see 100 people in there and 100, 100 of them want to do this for a living... How many of them actually will? You come back a year later, how many of them actually will?
1: I'd say probably 10
0: to 20%. Mm.
1: And the reason I say that is um, there's a lot of people that are just money hungry. Mm. And one thing I learned early is that this hobby and this industry, it's not always about money. And I mean, here's an example. Our first deal, what me and you did was what, two, two three years ago? I think at the Concord show where I think I sold you, I don't know. I think that was like right around when you started streaming or something. I think you bought like a bunch of like base prism stuff from us. And I want to say we gave it to you for like 70%. Probably didn't make any money on it. Right. But how many thousands of dollars in sales have me and you done together since those two, three years ago? You know what I'm saying?
0: You're preaching to the choir, brother.
1: Sometimes you don't got to make like, that's where people get stuck on is I want to make as much money as I possibly can right now right when it's not always about money right in that moment i think that relationship is more important in the long run if that makes sense
0: absolutely i i i've told this story before too um <laughs> when i first really started to scale up and start buying stuff on instagram you know you run into people that just like you know it's like a 60 dollar deal and then like nah i want to pass a little too high and then you know they're they're like it's like it's like pulling teeth bro it's like Okay, well I'll do sixty five, but you got to pay for for you got to cover the fees. He's yeah, like, no, no, split the fees, man. split, split. Yeah, yeah. cover fees, a dollar, and then you know what I mean. And then like specific, I remember this person specifically did all that, took him a week to ship, left me on red, and I'm like, all right, whatever, bro. Never bought from him again. So he got sixty dollars, and I, you know, I made some money off of that. But there's there's people that I spent thousands with, probably ten thousand with, probably twenty thousand with. They just yeah. treated me right. You know what I mean? Like that's all it is. And I've I've said it before too. It's like winning on on Instagram. It's winning the 10 year deal. I don't want to win the one deal here. The one deal. I don't care about the one year. You know what I mean? It's all about yeah. being profitable and being in business. And Maybe being like you having two shops open. And you know what I mean? Like I I could tell you know I, I could tell from how you handle business that that's what it t- that's that's what you focus on is like the relationships and everything 100%. beyond beyond the money like you're not stepping over dollars to pick up pennies you know what I mean
1: exactly And actually that's something I learned in the car industry was referrals are like everything right you know I have a finance background and selling like you a car for example right you don't have to make a bunch of money on you know the front end or the back end on that one deal right it's like volume right like you have a good experience and guess what your brother your uncle your sister they all come buy a car from me, right? So it's like, I basically took that mindset and just like threw it in the cards where it's like, if I sell you, you know, a hundred card lot and, you know, make a little bit of money on you, you might tell someone else, be like, yo, Tommy, you know, Tommy took care of me. He like left me a little bit of meat on the bone and guess what? He might come buy from us or she might come buy, you know what I'm saying? It's -hmm. like, that's the best type of business is repeat business because, I don't know. It's just, you like. They came to you for a reason. It's because you treated you know, this person well, so this person wants to buy from you.
0: I'm not even sure if we could talk about this, but you said something to me that was like a huge like mic drop. And if you want me to cut this out later, it's fine. But you said like no, go ahead. if you want to succeed, because I asked you, I think I specifically asked you, what is it when you open your second shop in a down market? Crazy. Everybody doesn't know how it works, but you made it happen. I said, what's, what are you doing? that other card shops aren't doing, or not in the Bay Area, but across America, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you said for sure it was the customer service thing. Um, I don't wanna take words out of your mouth, but the one thing that you did say was, you gotta take care of mom. You do. Because mom's the one you that's do. bringing. Correct. Hey, just talk about it a little bit. I don't wanna put words in your mouth. Just, yeah. get, just drop no, some I mean, game for us.
1: For me, kinda what I look at, like one thing we have in our, like, our Folsom shop, for example, is we have, um, we have a very comfortable couch. We have magazines, right? That way, like when the mom comes in, she's not bored out of her mind and wants to leave right away. Mm -hmm. Um, We have little things. We have like coloring books, coloring books and crayons for like maybe, you know, his little sister isn't a collector, right? But she wants to color, you know, Princess Cinderella, right? We have like all kinds of coloring books. It's just making sure that like the mom and other people that are with the collector are comfortable, like, we have um, drinks. We have all kinds of stuff for people to just sit there and be comfortable.
0: And something as little as that you even said was every time somebody – and I noticed when i in my shot. Every time someone comes in, everyone that works there stops and says, hey, how's it going? Welcome. Correct. Even that yeah. goes a long way. <laughs> you, it's, cra- yeah. it's crazy how many places I walk into and, and where the cards or whatever, and they don't say nothing. Especially, like – I mean, I guess especially car places. Like, some of these, like, dusty places and, like – Damn, bro, do you like? Like, I'm looking at the words like, damn, bro, do you like being here? Like, yeah, like me, I love, like, I love this shit, you know what I mean? Like, I like all doing all this stuff. So, I'm looking at, them like, damn, y'all like being here? Like, I feel like I don't, I don't want to be here, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so,
1: so that's, yeah, that's, that's probably one of like my, I'd say, number one things on my list. And I also get that from the car industry as well. It's like, if someone walks on your on your lot, if you don't greet them, you're not going to sell them anything, mm. right? But for me, it's just like, if you're walking into an establishment, you want to feel welcome, right? Sure. Because especially if it's your first time going in there, like it's like the, the first couple steps, walking into a car show, you, yeah. you get the, you get the jitters, right? You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to like interact or ask, like talk to people until someone says hello, then you're like, right. Oh, he wants to talk to me. Cool. You know? And like, and then, then someone like you just, you know, keeps talking, gets to know the person and then boom, you make a deal happen. It's, it's just much smoother. Like some people are scared to have conversations. But if you say yeah. hello, the second they walk in the door, the customer feels more you know, comfortable.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. So definitely a lot of game right there for a lot of the shops. And um, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't even realize that that was a thing because I'm so comfortable at these shows. I love being here so much. I just like... I don't know. I think it's our duty as people that are in the hobby, maybe even the own shops, so to just just be very, really welcoming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because the hobby is very small as it is. And I was watching this, like, clip of um, Gary Vee. He mentioned something along the lines of, like, You know, people, there's a lot of talk about 10xing the hobby, you know what I mean? Like, and if you you ask me, like, can we 10x the hobby as it is right now? I say no, just based on the fact that some of the most popular clips and some of the most popular content is all based around negativity and trashing and tearing down. And it's like, if I see that from the outside looking in, why would I want to be a part of that? You know what I mean? Like, why would I want to put my money into that? You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know like i i always say this tell people some of my favorite parts of the hobby and even going to shops like yours is the camaraderie is the neighborhood is the comfortability is the familiarity um and um the 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 the, the kinship i guess you know what i mean because we're all like I mean these these are this is cardboard right? This is like this is yeah. this is nerdy like this is, we're all just nerds like you know what I'm saying. It is, yeah. So there's no reason to be is. uptight or anything about it. But I I do agree with that and I do think that you guys do um, a good job of that. Um, Appreciate it. I did have a couple questions here. I have written down. Yeah. Let me see, because <clears throat> I'm trying to pick your brain. One of the most successful guys in the hobby. I got him here on the podcast. Guys, you gotta ask him questions. I don't know about that.
1: I don't know about that. <laughs>
0: And yeah, maybe I'm over maybe maybe I'm 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 overselling it a little bit. Um what are some of the actually how about this? What 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 advice would you give someone who wants to do this for a living? This is something that I'm I've been very passionate about lately. Uh I remember we were we were sitting at your shop and we were just talking cards and you stopped and you said to me one time, man, don't you just love this shit? And I was like, yeah. bro, fuck, I love this shit, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I think, drove all... I think
1: that was a big deal, right? Like, that yeah. stay late night comping, like, hella cards.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I just love this sh- Like, I mean, it's nerdy, it's whatever, but at the end of the day, on a Tuesday, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., I should be in an office, I should be somewhere, somewhere corporate, but I'm FaceTiming with you, trying to get a, a deal done. You know what I mean? Yeah. For your yeah. profit and for my profit. And it's like, what are you doing tomorrow? All right, I'm gonna head up over there. You know what I mean? Like... I 100 percent love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wish yeah, every and, and it's and a lot of fun. I wish a lot more people would get to experience this and do it for a living if that's what they wanted to do. My question was, what did what what's like one mantra, one piece of advice you would give someone who has nothing, no background in this and wants to try to do it for a living? What advice would you give them?
1: Honestly, my first two, like if I had like a clipboard with like, you know, bullet points, yeah. my top two would probably be, be honest mm. and be humble. Mm. Um, a lot of people I feel like don't like dealing with people that aren't humble and aren't honest. Example, um,
0: example of not humble. What do you, what do you see, what, what's wrong?
1: It's just a lot of these guys, right? Like, I mean, y- like you started with what dollar, $2 cards, right? Absolutely. You worked your way up yep. and you stayed humble throughout the whole process. And I've, I mean, I've been, I've been right next to you when you bought, you know, a $8,000 card or $5,000 card. Yeah. And you're still humble about it. A lot of these guys and kids they just get too big-headed. You know what I'm saying like I don't know, I, I don't want to put too much out there or say any like specific names, but it's like at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. Right. Right? it's just guys get this mentality where it's like they can shit on you or yeah. I'm better than you because you only buy $500 cards. I buy fa- $5,000 cards, but in reality, the funny part is the guys that buy the hundred, two, three hundred dollar cards sometimes have a bigger profit margin Ooh. than the guys that are buying these five, six thousand dollar cards. You know what I'm saying? I was about saying? to say the so same like, thing, bro. That that's what drives me crazy, but yeah. it's just like people aren't honest either. You know, like I, I don't know how many times like I when you comp cards, very rarely do I go back and double check comps, right? And that's just because the trust that we've established over the last couple of years. But there's some guys where a cards you know 500 card but they're going to comp it at 400 bucks knowing damn well there was just a sale yesterday for you know 495 mm-hmm. and then they then they want to pay 85 percent of 400 bucks when the real right. comp is 500 bucks right so it's right. just being honest with people just with comps and just you know what i'm saying like i don't want to say too much
0: <laughs> i like that I'm, no i'm gonna back you up on that too um the, the the humble thing let me let me just touch on that i like the humble thing because, dude, that's so true. Like, you could spend... Like, sometimes I do get a card that's like, oh, it's a $2,000 card. That's cool. Would I rather spend $2,000 to make 300 or $2,000 to make 5000 by yeah. putting in the work? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how many you say- times
1: have you bought those deals with, you know, 5,000 cards, right, that are 50-cent cards, dollar cards, but you only pay, you know, what, 1000 bucks for all 5,000 cards, yep. 50 cents a card? Then you yep. go on your whatnot channel, sell them for two, three dollars a piece. Yep. You know you just you double up or triple up like
0: But you know. also and something that's important with that, it's being it's wanting to put in the work to do that.
1: Correct. A lot of people are lazy. A lot right. of people are lazy. Yeah. That,
0: that 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 is I'm look I'm sitting here and I'm scratching my head. I'm looking at like four thousand cards right there that I want all gone by, you know what I mean, like a week or two. Yeah. And not a lot of what people want to do with that. And I guess that's kinda of like my that was what helped me get started with one two dollar cards because I was buying stuff that nobody wanted. So any amount of money that I could give them for it helped me out. And if I'm putting in the work to flip a fifty cent card for a dollar fifty, that's three hundred percent ROI or whatever. You know so, what I mean? Like five yeah. uh, five bucks, and you m- multiply that so many times over. But it's a struggle that we have because you make YouTube videos now, and you know, sometimes no, yeah I you I try don't make but, YouTube
1: videos yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what I mean? But sometimes you do have to buy that cool card for. The content, you, you know what I mean, for for the eye appeal, for the museum piece to bring people in, and uh, you also mentioned about being honest. That's dude, that's 100. percent Like I, I'll say this, man. Every time when I'm doing deals now, if I'm on Instagram, I'm trying to like save time, so I just tell them, look, send me your picture, your card, the pictures of the latest comp, so we don't have to dance around anything, and then how much you want for it. You know what I'm saying? Just that. That's what we be get. Because like I'm, I hate all this stuff. Like throw me a number, I don't know like it's all math at this point, so let's just figure it out. you know what I mean um but once I get like a card for someone and they say it comps at this and it is like like they want to sell to me at, at you know whatever x amount, but the last comps were lower, and the number you're giving me it just doesn't make any sense, and off the rip, I already know okay, I gotta watch my shit when i'm yeah. you know what I mean I gotta look at every number whereas Man. i I did a deal with like a you know our guy jr uh at at yeah. uh oh, Silk, yeah. at, at Westgate the other day. And then he showed me the numbers, and like I swear to God, like I don't, I didn't even check. Like you, like you easy. and me, I don't even yeah. check him. It's like it makes exactly. sense. Like he, he's yeah. he's he's validated himself enough that the number makes sense. Let's rock. Let's see. I, I know he's not one of these guys that's gonna pick the highest comp, or you know what I'm saying. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely be honest. Definitely be humble. That's great advice. Um, what about for someone that's in the game a little bit more, a little more experience, maybe closer to your level than to someone that's a beginner? Um, Maybe I mean, somebody like say, me, Wait, like you know what I mean? Like
1: I, w- I would say build relationships, right? Because without relationships, this hobby's tough. Like if you don't know people, if you don't have a good rep, you know, it's like it's hard to it's hard to survive. And that's one thing too that you know I, I'll touch on is having a good reputation in the hobby is everything, right? Yeah. It takes years to build a good one, but you could ruin it in two seconds, right? Preach. One one bad one bad move on your part you screw someone over or you do you know do someone wrong guess what your reputation's done so that's Preach. one that's one thing that i would add on is just you know treat everyone right build relationships going back to what i said be honest with the people
0: you're you know dealing with and i think you'll do very well you you even uh
1: <clears throat>
0: can, can we talk about that uh I finally want to talk about it, but the uh, no, the, it, but let's talk about it. the the break uh, the 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 card the card that you lost was it? Did you lose a You know what I'm talking about? You lost a card for somebody, and you had to. Uh, oh,
1: did that, the PSA.
0: Did, did, is that done already? Uh, yeah. Everything's I good I, I just mentioned it because like I was shocked at you how much you went out of your way to yeah. make things right. Yeah, Whereas no, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's it. Talk talk about about it. About okay, it. So, give give us some background.
1: We. I mean, like, like everyone knows, right, there's breakers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we hired um, a guy that was coming to the shop like for the last two years, three years since we opened, right? And we built a very good relationship with him, and uh, he was breaking for us. And uh, as many of you know, we are a PSA authorized dealer. Um, we had a client that brought in a uh, John Morant um, rookie hoops auto. At the time, I have no idea what they're going for now. At the time, it was like um, I think it was like a thousand dollar card, right? Um, We have the system set up like these cards need to be graded. These cards didn't pass. Blah blah, whatever. You know, we have a whole like shelf in the shop that that way we can keep track of everyone's orders. We we go into the shop one day. We're like, all right, we're gonna knock this you know hundred card order out. We're going through our. We have like sheets that like that customers will sign showing what card we dropped off. I'm like, that's weird. We have, you know, we have 99 cards going out, but our list shows 100. We're missing one. So we we go through, we figure out it's a John Morant, um, you know, rookie autograph from Hoops. And I remember seeing the card like a week ago, right, in the stack with the form, like the submission sheet ready to go. I kid you not, we couldn't find it. We went through every single card in the entire shop, and we have hundreds of thousands of singles in the back that we process, you know. And I'm the one that personally went through and looked for every single card. Couldn't find it. Long story short, coming to find out, the breaker ended up stealing it. Right? So I do my I didn't due know diligence. that part of the story. That's crazy. Yeah. So the breaker was the one that ended up taking it. Right? I text all the local shops. I'm like, hey, keep an eye out for this card. It's, uh, it's encased from Panini. It's a John Morant Hoops Auto. I get a call five minutes later. Right? Hey, I just bought this card you know, two hours ago, three hours ago, which is crazy. Um, I'm like, okay, no problem. Um, You know, pretty much let me like, let me buy it back. Yeah. Right. So we ended up, you know, giving them what they paid for it. Yep. But then it gets even crazier. So this is about the time of the Burbank card show. Um, We get the card back. We take it to Burbank card show. Right. And I have no idea what happens. Somehow the card ends up missing again. I don't know mm. if I told you about this part. You did tell me this part. This is the part. I didn't know so, about the first part. I know about this part. Yeah. So we ended up grading it for the guy, right? Grade it. I think we spent like, it was like 200 bucks to grade it and get it like same day at Burbank. Something. I don't remember the exact price, uh, pricing. Mm-hmm. We get it back. We, at, we also had a Purdy card in there as well. This was at mm-hmm. the time when like, uh, he, Purdy had no cards. We had a one-on-one wild card map, right? It was like, it was great. It was like a $2,000 card at the time. We grade both of those. We get them back. We're like, we pull the cards out, whatever, whatever. The John Morant and the Purdy are missing. Can't find it. Right. I think the, I think the John Morant came back like a, it was, it was like a bad grade. It was like a seven. I have Mm -hmm. no idea how it was super clean. Came back a seven. I don't even really remember what happened. We get back to like four days go by. We get back to the shop and I can't, I can't find the card. Right. It's gone. So we ended up, buying the card again off of eBay for like nine hundred dollars, right? And re so like at the time we, we spent we got the card, it got stolen. We gave them like, you know, I forget hundreds of dollars back to get the card back. We grade it for the guy. We paid the two hundred dollar fee. So now we're in there for like six hundred dollars, right? When it's not even our card. We get it back, we lose it somehow. Or it got stolen, right? One of the two. I don't remember what happened. We had to buy the card again on eBay for like $900. So now we're into it for like $1,500. Then we graded it again for the guy. So now we're into the card for like 1700 bucks. We get it back. comes back at 9 right? I ended up telling the guy, like, hey, we lost your card twice. We rebought it, bought the same exact card. It came back at 6 the first time. Now it's a PSA 9. Like, moral of the story was the guy was happy, but it was crazy how everything. That's the only time we've ever lost a card. It was nuts, but yeah. So, crazy.
0: so moral of the story: Don't let Tommy grade any of your cards. That's basically the moral of the story. Yeah, make sure you <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> no, but that's good. No, but that to go the lengths to go to make things right because your reputation does matter. I, like I said, I would like to use a hundred person. I don't know how many people in the room would do that. You know what I mean,
1: bro? It was yeah. I mean that was
0: like, like imagine that situation. Even so far as like that's one of my 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 paranoid things about buying a stolen card like a high value stolen card you know, I'm super yeah. paranoid about that you know what I mean like you went to the other shop and just paid them their money back
1: yeah you know I what mean, I mean so you're out right yeah. there
0: you're already out I don't know of All and, right, and yeah. I, I can't imagine any like a lot of people that would do that take that L or for some reason not ex, you know not expect the shop that bought it to yeah. somehow take an L you know it's not their fault like you know what I mean there's yeah. that's their I mean, job not. they're supposed to they're supposed yeah. to buy stuff they can't it's like I tell people it's like well, you got to just watch your shit like you know it's not it's not your fault because you had you hired you know you had a guy yeah. that do you know who that where you know right worked now? for us by the way I, I know that but I'm, yeah. where's, have you seen him since then I or like have not Nope. is it see that bro like is it worth lo- like starting a new life? For a John Morant auto card. You know what I mean? I'll
1: tell you, he made very good money working for Did he really? Too. Oh, with oh, you. Okay. Very, yeah, very good money. He, he worked for us for about a year.
0: See? Yeah, he
1: did really well. Oh, Ruined man. it. But I, I, I will tell you, that's the cost of doing business. You know, sometimes... Right. I mean, sometimes you lose money on stuff, you know?
0: That's the, that, that, and that's... It
1: is what it is.
0: That's the... Yeah, that's the tough thing. The cost of doing business... It's a nice way to say this sh- that shit sucks.
1: <laughs> that shit sucked, trust me. Right, you know what I mean. Hundred bucks just yeah. to be like, hey, here's your. You know, you know what's even worse? We spent seventeen hundred bucks to get the card for it, for him get it graded, and I think it was only like a seven hundred dollar card by the time he got back. Right, maybe six hundred dollars. It's just right, but I mean, it's our fault. It, we yeah. lost it. We, we got to make it right. You know, and you got to it, make it right. It is what it is. Yeah.
0: I remember you're also the guy that told me to get into breaking, and then that was fun for a little bit but then like all the sorting, I was doing all the sorting and shipping myself. And then I ended up sending the wrong card to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, it was like a 200, it was actually like not bad. It was like a $100 card, but uh, it was like a Jaden Ivy auto, patch auto. um, And then I sold to the wrong person. That person sold it on eBay, which is like, okay, I'll just say this. If that happened to me and I won, I would message so-and-so, hey, like you sent me the wrong card. Like, you know what I mean? Which is I think what a lot of the community would do, but I don't know, people are different. So anyways, we in working with the guy that was supposed to get the card, we tracked down that one. It sold. So basically I had to pay double the money to get a card a better card for him. Like the one yeah. the one I, I missed sent I miss sent was like number to ninety nine. I ended up getting a number to twenty five with like a three color patch and it was like a lot better. Worked out for him and I was just was excited to just make things right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes
1: you gotta yeah. make it right.
0: 'Cause we're 'cause we're here for the long haul. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? We're here for the long well, Let me ask you this. Yeah.
1: How, has that guy bought into like more of your uh, like breaks and stuff on your stream?
0: I th- I'm pretty sure he has. I forgot his yeah. name. I'm pretty sure he has. But I, I remember how grateful he was that I did the right thing. Yeah. Not only just the right thing, but more than the right thing to get a better card. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, hey, here's two ops for you. Which one do you want? I'll buy it and send it to, mm-hmm. over to you right now. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. Which is like that's that's what you got to do because
1: a lot of people wouldn't do that.
0: Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's
1: cost of doing business.
0: <laughs> cost of doing business is doing the right thing. The the sucky thing about business. doing doing business and doing the right thing is you're gonna you're gonna you're never gonna like fuck anyone over, but you're gonna get fucked over a couple times.
1: Uh, a couple times, a lot of times.
0: <laughs> a lot of times. Okay, yeah, you're, you've, you've, <laughs> you 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 do a lot more business than I do. That's for sure. But um, and
1: that's the one thing that I think people need to start sharing more is. All over the internet, people only show you like the wins, right? Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know how many? You know how many times I've lost thousands of dollars on cards? Woo! Like, let's it, talk about it. Happens. It. I mean, right now we're going doing repricing stuff in the showcase, and I'm like, Woo! damn, two grand. I think we paid like three grand for this. You know, six months ago. Yeah, it happens. But there's yeah. also times where, you know, someone like Baker Mayfield, you right. know, Baker Mayfield downtown might be three hundred bucks. I don't know yeah. the score right now. But if they win, that might be a four or $500 card. But you're in it yeah. for you know, 250 or whatever the that, case that, may
0: be. That's the benefits and the downsides of having all that inventory, which I'm very envious of. Like for me, I'm, I'm always about selling through. So yeah. all my inventory is always gone. I try to make it all gone within two weeks max. So I don't have that, that chance to have a Baker Mayfield pop up like that. But also yeah. at the same time, I don't have to have the risk of a John Morant being done for the year. Randomly, yeah. when I'm sitting on like 10, 10 PSA tens or whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah. Um. What's What's Are you opening a third shop? What's going on?
1: <laughs> not, not right now. <laughs> no, two is enough. Um, uh, the two, man, the two's a lot. It's uh, a lot of people don't realize how much work one shop is. Yeah. Between employees and keeping inventory and keeping it stock, not only is it expensive it's hard to run, man. It's like, people don't see the, uh, like the backside of, you know, of stocking the shelf. So making sure all your employees are happy, making sure, you know, you got payroll cover, making yeah. sure all your bills are paid. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, give you an example, like prison football, mm-hmm. right? They're eight $900 a box. Now they're probably more because Stroud won. right? A case is, a case is 12, 12 boxes right i mean we went through cases of that stuff and it's like you know do the math what's four cases of prism hobby you know what i'm saying it's, that, that's a that's a brand new car bro you know right. it's like people don't realize if you like stocking two shops is not easy it's you want to make sure you have all the you know latest stuff so it's it's not cheap
0: right costs a lot of money it's uh, yeah, more, more so for money. yeah especially the, when once you open my eyes to the wax game i was like oh my god like yeah do you remember like, not...
1: the first order we did which one like when you, I think you bought like prison basketball. And one stuff. one
0: case of a uh, Paulo yeah. Boncero prison basketball. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is way more than a than a bunch of PSA nine. <laughs> <That's, laughs> than a that's stack one of PSA product. nine. Yeah, that's
1: one product. You know, there's there's times where like on the seventeenth, I think it's uh it's Absolute Football that's coming out. It's gonna yeah. be hot because Stroud Kabooms. Right. Uh, there's Bowman's best baseball coming out, and there's also uh, oh the Bowman Chrome basketball with uh with Bronny james and lebron do autos right so it's like dude that's three products right there it's gonna be a expensive day
0: how much is a box of the 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 basketballs uh the the Bronny one and then the um or sorry how much is the case how much is a box of that and how much is a box of the stroud absolute
1: i think the stroud is gonna i mean the, the absolute 23 is gonna be if i had to guess 500 bucks a box
0: and you only get like a few cards with that right
1: um I think you get 3 mini boxes with like 5 cards per or something. It's not okay. very I mean you're you're chasing kabooms
0: And then that's that really Bron, that Brony Bron dual auto is that is how how many are there? Like how many parallels uh, are there?
1: I think it's uh, I think it's a gold vinyl and that's, that's it. There's just one. A I, I think it's a vinyl. 101. Cuz yeah. that's the one I saw it's, on Instagram. Yeah, that's a sick card. That is, that gonna, one is nasty. Someone's going to put a crazy bounty on that one. It it'll, it'll probably be over six figures.
0: The internet went crazy when they posted that. Uh, when when LeBron posted that, Fanatics um, yeah, sports card sports big. card internet went crazy. That was kind of because he's been upper deck for the past what 20, 20 years or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. you couldn't see you wouldn't see his autos. You wouldn't see him in 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 what in like yeah. But yeah,
1: that, that that was big for the hobby, especially if Fanatics and Tops you know make keep making Bowman Chrome basketball. If they can get yep. the licensing for the NBA and they have licensing and rights to LeBron, yep. run. Because boxes are about to go you think you think personal hobby basketball is expensive now? Yeah. Oh man, just wait.
0: bro. let me ask you Ask this is a question I asked Brian last week, or was it two weeks ago? Um, do you think the hobby is there's more people in the hobby now than there were in twenty twenty one during the boom?
1: I would say yeah. Really? I would say there's more people in the hobby. And you I know, because
0: you're on the ground floor, your shop, you see them all come in and come out.
1: Yeah, We, we see it a lot in shop. And honestly, I mean, I think what really helped is um, a lot of the YouTubers like yourself and other guys out there, you know, shout out to Ryan Car Collector too. Mm-hmm. Uh, people see like your guys' content and, you know, they see everyone making money. They see people having a good time and they want to get into it themselves. You know, like it. I think it's cool. I mean, I watch YouTube, like it's TV, you know, yeah. like you post a new video, Ryan posts a new video. I'm on it. I'm watching it. Right. Like it's just, for me, it's exciting to see, like, I don't know, you buy a card for a hundred bucks, you sell it for one two minutes later, I feel like kids see that and they want to like, you know, start their own business. Um, and I think also the, the golden documentary really, um, really helped as well. Cause we, we get guys that, you know, are 40, 50 years old. They're like, Hey, mm. I watched that documentary on Netflix and it made me want to go through all of my boxes and you know, I found four eighty-six that's Jordans or tight. I found my Gretzky rookie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's yeah, it's like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't realize how big of an impact YouTube and like that documentary had on the hobby. A lot of people came in like, Hey, I, I went, you know, I went through my boxes and found all these blah, blah, blah. I want to yeah. get them great. And I want to send them to an auction house. You know, it's like, it's cool. It's <laughs> cool to see it from that, that like point of view.
0: I always say that, um, it's going to be interesting what happened now. Cause like back when the other sports car boom happened, there was no YouTube, you know what I mean? There was no social yeah. media. So people, yeah. that was mm-hmm. a big differential factor. Will this, or will people still be interested in this going into the, you know, late nineties or two thousands. So now that we have YouTube, now that there's, like you said, guys like car collector Two, uh sports card investor brings probably the first, that's the first YouTube video they see. If somebody wants to Google it, um, yeah. it's good that they're putting out that content. also, and again, it's also a shame that there's also like the negative side of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where, I don't know. I guess I just say it more as like it's got to be. We all got to also do better because there's a lot more people coming in. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, parents tell you, "Hey man, clean up!" Like we got people, we got visitors. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like put 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 it on your best. You can't be here just like talking trash and degrading all this negative and all that. But anyways, I don't want to beat a, a dead horse. But I don't know. I want to see that. I don't want to see. I just want to see this stuff grow. You know what I'm saying? Because this is yeah. having a time of my life right now, man. It's a um, blast.
1: Let me ask you this though. Yeah. Social, do you think, how important do you think social media is?
0: Bro, the, the most important thing. Because I was saying how this. You... Go ahead.
1: Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was saying this. I was talking with my, my friend about it, my friend uh, uh Nick. Uh, if you were in the 90s or the early 2000s and you had a sports card shop or you had a business, how much would you pay to have a commercial shot about you and have 10,000 views, 10,000 dedicated yeah. views of people yeah. of not just a wide net of like, okay, let me air this commercial during the 49er game and hope people who like sports cards will see it and pay twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars for that to happen and you know get the, 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 the buzz and, and the, the 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 not the notoriety but like the 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 come in and the allure come in and see what's going on. How much would you pay back then to have that happen? Well you can do it now for free with YouTube. So why are people not? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like you can have, if I have, if I get 10,000 views on video, those are people that are looking for sports card stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that directly translates to the deals that I get, whether buying or selling, you know what I mean?
1: If social media wasn't a thing, do you think you'd be as successful as you are? Like if you didn't have whatnot and you didn't have Instagram and YouTube, do you think you'd still be able to make a business out of it? Mm, I always think about that. Like I always think about, so actually one of the guys that works for me, great dude, love the guy. His name's Derek. I don't know if you met him yet. I'll get he runs him our wholesome shop. Yeah. He had a shop in the 90s, right? Yeah. And uh, it didn't it didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. But back in the 90s, there was no whatnot. There was no Instagram. The, yeah. the, you, know, you know what I'm saying? There was no like Discord for people to buy and sell cars in. Right. How hard do you think it was for them to survive, you know, and right. get through like, I mean, the 90s was tough from what I heard. Yeah. Like, imagine so, if social media went away. Like, what, what would we do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: No, that's a good question. I mean, good thing here to stay. That's the first thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'd i like to believe, and maybe me uh, big up in myself, that I could find a way to adapt. You know what I'm saying? And figure it out. Whether it's not through social media, whether I go networking at card shows and, like, yeah. network that way. You know what I mean? I think I could find a way to adapt. Maybe Maybe pick up more of, like, the interpersonal skills, which I see that you have, which is, like, you know, like... You go to every table, it seems like you know everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody, you got to able to lock down a deal with this person or that person. That's something that I wish I could work on a little bit more because my thing is, uh, you know, I have the YouTube channel. Let me just put this buying sign up. Let me sit down at my table, start recording content yeah. for that, and let that machine kind of feed itself. You know what I mean? But I think I would be able to find a way to adapt. Uh, it would be a lot harder, though. That's for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I always
1: think about that. I'm like, if there was no social media, it would be tough.
0: But you're doing it pretty much without, with limited social media.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. We don't, I mean, that's one thing I do want to work on is definitely getting out there a little more, Um, you know, posting more on Instagram, the whole YouTube thing. It's just, it's a lot of work, man. I don't know how a lot of you guys do it. Yeah, well, I don't have full time job in itself.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, But so for you, then what is the key to the success of your shop? Word of mouth? Um, location not, I mean, location location like what they say back in the day
1: see that that's the thing about card shops right it's like the location i mean the, the location does matter right but a card shop it's a destination uh like a destination spot right so if somebody really wants to come like to your shop they're gonna drive like we have we have clients from tahoe we have clients from reno we have clients you know that have a shop next to them in sacramento but they're gonna make that extra 20 or 30 minute drive to come see us you know what i'm saying whether there's a car shop ten minutes down the road from us, but there's some guys that are loyal to us that want to come deal with us. You know what I'm saying? It's like location location does matter, but if someone wants to come visit your shop, they're gonna make that extra, you know, hour drive or twenty five minute drive to come see you. But I think the success just goes back to what I said earlier. It's uh being humble, being honest, treating everyone, you know, whether you have a fifty dollar card, treating them the same as if someone has a ten thousand dollar card, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's important
0: how many hours a week do you work
1: right i know it's, it's uh, a tough question
0: because what we do doesn't feel like work but yeah I mean, I mean, like, it's
1: like today for example i think i got in there at like nine thirty, right which is a late start Nine thirty, maybe 10 and uh i was there till about six thirty. today was a short day for me though there's some days where i'll go in at you know nine ten o'clock and we're on whatnot till 1 a.m you know but the hours that uh It varies. But I'll I'll say this, if I uh, if I could work less than like 70 hours a week, I'm stoked. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of a lot of long nights. But it's it's uh, I wouldn't change it for a thing.
0: Uh, dude, I got I got this message. If this guy's listening, like I, I can't respond to all DMs because it turns into, like crazy conversations. If this guy's listening, I'm gonna have Tommy answer the question for you. He said uh, something along the lines of like, "Yo, what's up, man? I I really like your, I really like your videos. Sorry, what you're doing. See that you're making money. Like, uh, you know, knows I don't really know anything about cards, but I want to take my girlfriend down to L.A. next next month. Make some money. Like, you know, what advice could you give me?
1: Um. I mean, just starting out, it's going to be tough. yeah I would say, yeah, build the relationship, make a friend, talk to people, and just you know try to get the lowest price possible.
0: see that, that that's mean. the thing I was kind of getting at because he like a lot of people think that this is like an overnight thing, you know what I mean or like ho- hope that it's not an overnight thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's as simple as buying this and then selling it for a little bit more, but I mean, you said you said if you put you say yourself you're putting in. Se- le- most more than 70 hours a week every week yeah
1: yeah it's uh but you love grind. it I, I mean I absolutely love it yeah it's it's a ton of fun it's and what's cool is the thing for me I think that like what keeps me going is like let's go back to 2020 football for example right yeah like that year was crazy with all yep. the rookies yep but guess what? Next year, 2021, you got a whole new set of rookies. Right. Right? In 2022, you got a whole new set of rookies. So it's like, it doesn't get boring because every single year there's a new player, a new draft class. Right? right. Where just, I mean, look at C.J. Stroud, for example. Nobody thought he was going to be as good as he is. Right. right? And those prison boxes started at 800, and now they're over 1,000. Damn, I So it's got like, a Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean look at his card market you know what i'm saying It's like there's always going to be new rookies new players to chase yeah but it's it's fun and i mean one thing i'm super excited for with like owning the shop and you know being in the hobby is right now we have like dads that come in with their kids right one thing i'm looking forward to is i'm excited for that kid to come in with his kids you know what i'm saying so i'm in i'm in this thing for the long haul i want to see like the generation like the next generation of collectors, if that makes sense. What do you think is in store
0: for the sports card market in the next two, two to five years?
1: You know, a lot of people ask me this. They're like, Hey Tommy, like, like the market's coming down, huh? I'm like, well, yeah, it is. Um, it's just like, I think we've talked about it before. It's like a $200 card a year ago. is not worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. But you're still paying the same percentage as you were a year ago, right? Yep. Nothing's changed. So whether a card is a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, you're still going to buy it. That way you can make your profit margins. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. I will tell you this, though. Without repackers right now, the singles market would be struggling even more.
0: Oh, I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd have it on be easy struggling. street, brother. I'd be, I'd have it. I'd be, it'd be so easy for me. It'd be Cause so I'd be, easy. Yeah, bro. I'd love it, but it is what it is, man. But it's good. Like, I do agree. The repackers are propping up the singles market for sure, which is a good thing. Makes it harder for me. But, like, it's fine because now nobody wants these $5 raw cards. You know what I mean? That, like, yeah. fuck it, I'll take them, bro. And like, you know what wants. I mean? No, I'll take but the see, stuff that-
1: If you didn't have relationships with people.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? It would be even tougher. Sure. Think about that, right? If you didn't know anybody or you didn't have, you know, you didn't do this person good, yep. they wouldn't come back and sell to you. They Absolutely. They would go to somebody else. So there's, probably, there's probably people that sell to you at 80% when there's guys paying 95%. Right, ninety percent, but they want to deal with you. You right. know, what I'm saying it's like that's why building relationships and you know, n- like knowing the right people is super important.
0: And not only on the buying front, but I think also on the selling front. Like for every yeah. time I've sold a card for way too cheap, yeah, it's not like they left. It's not like they never came back. Yeah, they just got a fifty. 50- they just got a hundred dollar card for fifty bucks. Yeah, they're juice and it's good. Like you know what I mean. It's like the it's like a casino, right? That's how you keep people coming back. The winner has the, people have to win every now and again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's so a bit
1: Everyone's, everyone's got to make a little bit of money.
0: Yeah, everyone's got to. Everyone's got to get a W every now and again, or else like why would they keep coming back? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Um, what when at your shop, what is like the? I think you asked before what sells the most wax or singles. I think you said seventy wax, thirty singles.
1: Yeah, it, the, it's definitely shifted. I would say now, I think you asked me that about a year or two ago. It, it I was, think yeah. Now, it's probably, I would say probably like 50-50. 50% 50-50. singles, 50% wax. Yeah, I think the reason being is, uh, I think people are just tired of open. I mean, here's an example. I opened up a Prism Hobby Box on release day. My best card was a, uh, a chain silver rookie. Oof. Like $50 card, right? My auto, I think I got two vet autos. It was like... Oof. I think $20 autos apiece. It was was that eight, you good. said I, $800
0: you... box, you said, that day?
1: Yeah, yeah. On that day, yeah. But I got maybe 100 bucks back. And I think people are just kind of tired of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why spend 800 bucks when I'm, I might get $100 or $200 back? I'd rather yeah. just go buy this $800 McCaffrey Color Blast PSA 10. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. my favorite player. Or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, that Stroud just got hit. The 101 Black Finite. And oh, that was really? from a Prism Hobby Box, you know, and that might be $200,000 card, maybe 150. It's definitely six figures. Yeah. But, you know, there's always that chance. And I think that's why people keep opening product. But singles uh, are definitely hot right now.
0: That seems like the rite of passage almost for new people to get into the hobby. Because my friend just hit me up today. Hey, I'm on TikTok. I want to get into breaks. And I'm telling basically like, hey, you know, I want to go to the casino. That's how I look at it every now and again, right? But it yeah. seems like that's the rite of passage for people. It's like get in breaks, hit something nice, then keep on chasing that dragon. And then you are starting to lose <laughs> money. And then it's like, you know what? Let me just go buy the card that I want. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, I'm
1: like, people ask me all the time, like, should I buy a box or should I buy a single? Right. And I'd say 80% of the time, I'm like, hey, go, go get the single you want. You know, right. like the Enjoy boxes it. will be here. The breaks will always be there. And there's some guys that are like, you know what? Like, I have enough money. I don't want to buy the single. It's not as, you know, it's, yeah. I don't get the same satisfaction that yeah. I get buying it as if I were to, you know, buy a box and pull it. I'm like, hey, then. <laughs> Then let's open a box then
0: i think that question then is like hey i got i got keen i got a thousand dollars like should i should i put it in should i put it in google stock or should i go to the craps table <laughs> Yeah, it's like well if it's friday let's go to the craps table you know what i mean it's yeah. like how much do you want to gamble that day you know what i mean
1: exactly
0: so when you say that like it's 50 percent people buying singles what's that price range that you're typically seeing moving uh, out your store
1: um, right now, I mean, to be honest with you, one thing that I've noticed in the last like six months is the bargain boxes have been hot. Really? Even at the last couple of shows is bargain boxes. And one thing that tells me is that, uh, it's true collectors, right? Right. That are yeah. like, you know, buying a stack of Zubok dollar cards, right? Cause they collect Zubok or I've had, we've had guys come in and ask for like Zeke Najee, yeah. right? Like the most random players, but it's like that's their favorite player they might have met them at like a camp or something and they want to collect them um the price range though right now I would say definitely under like 300 bucks okay like two three hundred dollars and under is like has been really hot you know hundred dollar cards 50 dollar cards cheap graded cards have been really popular would
0: you say that those people that are buying under the 300 hundred dollar cards that they're flipping or are they collecting
1: A lot of them are collecting, but there is also a lot of like guys that come in. I mean, you've been to the shop a few times, you know, we like a lot of people. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I understand the game. It's like, at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing, right? I can't sell you a card, a hundred dollar card for a hundred bucks because you're, you're not going to make money on it. Like I'm okay with selling you that card for 85, 90 bucks, letting you make your 15, 20%. You know what I'm saying? It's like, everyone's got to make money. And guess what? Like, they'll keep coming back to you. You know what I'm saying? You can't be greedy. That's one thing that a lot of people in this industry are, is they're greedy. Mm. Just got to, you know, understand that we all do the same thing and we all want to make money. And at the end of the day, we all have a family and we all need to provide for them. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think that's also a great testament to why so many people just keep coming back to your shop. Like, uh, Or, you know, like I think every time we go to a show together, your table is usually like, one of the hottest ones in terms yeah. of, you know, whether it's be, whether it's people that are flipping or people that are collecting, going there and knowing that they're going to get a good price if they spend enough yeah. money. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, you normally don't show up, you know, when the show starts. You show up late. <laughs> but usually there's a few guys that, like, I mean, you see Kevin and all those the guys that sell the repackers. Mm-hmm they're all they're all online there's a line you know there's Is there really guys waiting to, there's, there's four or five guys waiting to buy for us yeah and they always say damn i should have got here earlier right right because like by the time you get there you know halfway through the show 12 <laughs> 1 o'clock everything's gone
0: everything's gone yeah <laughs> yeah that's true though no but yeah it's um it, it that's that's also like a testament to great advice not just for shops and collectors but also for dealers at shows man like I don't know. Maybe some people are just happy with just going to shows and being there and just more showcasing cards rather than selling them. But Yeah. I don't we know. Which I've noticed
1: a lot recently. A lot of people are showcasing cards.
0: Right. Not really trying to move. So it's fine if they want to yeah. do that, you know what I mean? But I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy it's crazy to sit there like I I don't think I've ever had a card priced ever at 2x the last sale. Like, you know what I mean? Like 2X. I can't... That, Yeah. That's well priced. In that's well priced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's funny. I see all these comments on like um there's one video on, on YouTube right now. It's where me and Justin, I think you know Justin Little Dude, uh little little uh Asian kid, he's always buying and selling, flipping. The youngest, probably the youngest of the young cats, you know what I mean? So yeah. he's he said he made this one comment on my YouTube reel about uh yeah, you can tell which dealers are the ones that are working because their cases have holes in them. They have bullet holes yeah. in them, you know what yeah, I mean? I did see that, yeah. And I'm like, in my mind that's true like because i sat like i sat, i sit down at tables and i have i I say i have myself pretty reasonably priced and stuff is moving faster than i because i'm comping the next deal before i can even replenish like the 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 last sale you know what i mean and i'm getting all these guys in the comments like oh maybe you just don't have good enough inventory or no i'm taught to replenish a stock i'm like brother you guys ain't selling stuff fast enough like you know what i mean like you're there's no you're just not selling, like there's a there's a realm in this world at a show, and it took me a while to realize it because I used to be that guy sitting at shows and stuff never moves. There is a situation that does exist where shit just moves way too fast because you're priced actually competitively. Yeah. And 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 you're priced competitively because the whole room is not. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. working for you because the whole room is not. You know what I'm saying? So
1: Do you ever think that when when you sell it like you put a card out or you put it on eBay, right? For Two ninety nine or best offer. Yeah. And someone checks out right away. Do you ever think like, damn, I think I had that car too it, yeah. cheap. Hell yeah. yeah. All the time. Like, oh, that one. At, the, at the show too. Someone yeah. comes up and pays sticker. I'm like, damn, I think I, I think I had that Miss bright.
0: Right. They, hold on. Give me a second. Hold on. It's, give me a second. <laughs> there, there was one I had uh, recently. Actually,
1: it's 400 not 200 <laughs> Right.
0: So it's for me now. I'm just never going to put any, anything on, into the showcase. I'm going to show up at, yeah. uh, uh, what's the next show we're doing?
1: Hmm.
0: Sacramento? No, Did
1: Sacramento's you? in April. Oh, that's in April. By the way, if you if you haven't, if you if you're listening to this, Sacramento Card Show is gonna be crazy. It's gonna is be it? the biggest show in the area. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be at the Sacramento Convention Center. It's gonna be a pretty big show. Who's throwing it? Uh I think it's D M P cards and uh-huh. then uh, CJ. Center court cards on Instagram.
0: Oh shit, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a nice show. I'm excited. Did you did you really get my
0: message show. on that one?
1: Um, yeah. yeah did I no, want to? You t- got you got
0: me, you got me on a table. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, okay. Good. Um, yes, sir. All right. That's that's how me getting tables at shows works. I just tell Tommy, I say, hey man, let me get a table.
1: Yeah, and interest free. I pay for it up front, and then he gets me back on the day of the show. Yeah,
0: that's that's, that's smart, the only man. The, that's the only way it work. <laughs> that's yeah. the only way it work. Um. I think that's, man, anything else, bro? I think that's pretty much it. 55 minutes, man, almost an hour, we kind of went through it. Is it really? Yeah.
1: Damn. They didn't feel like it.
0: I know. That, that was good. I always love picking your brain, brother. Um, the I, I, I just realized in this in this iteration of the show, we didn't even talk about like what you <laughs> who you are or what you do. This is Tommy, NorCal Sports Cards. He has a <laughs> shop in Rockland. Uh, no, no,
1: no, Roseville. Oh, shit. You just uh, tell. You, you talk.
0: You talk. Yeah. You say it. Go ahead. Okay. He has a shop in Roseville and Folsom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The shop up there in uh, um, way, way Northern California. Always love doing deals with my guy. He does have a, a whatnot stream. He has a YouTube channel. Uh, NorCal Sports Cars. Be sure to check him out. Uh, yeah, one of the guys that I always go to to ask questions, get advice, all that good stuff. And I am I know I'm forgetting a bunch of questions that I did want to ask you. So maybe we'll do this uh, a part two. He promised me we'll do a part two and I'll ask you a bunch of questions. Let's do it. All right. Shout out to my guy, man. I appreciate you.